0: Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am your host for today's episode, David Harrison. Again, my co host, James Yarko, has the week off, but you can find James on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks. Find me at dharrison82. Find the show. At Locked On Bucks, today's episode brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever You get your podcasts. Returning listeners, new listeners alike, if you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show, leave a rating, leave a review. It'll help other Buccaneers fans find us. On today's episode, we're going to hear from Brandon Olson, the host of the Locked On Gators podcast. We're talking... Kyle Trask, you guessed it, of course. The controversial pick by some, the celebratory pick by others, backup quarterback, no matter how you look at it. Potential in the future, sure, why not? But we're going to dive into that a little bit with Brandon Olsen, and then we're going to dive into another voicemail that we received over the weekend from a Buccaneers fan. All right, guys, as promised, now joined by Brandon Olsen, the host of the Locked On Gators podcast here at the Locked On Podcast Network and the founder of Whole9Sports. You can find Brandon on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon Brandon thank you for joining us uh, how was your draft weekend overall and then uh, obviously we're gonna get into Kyle Trask here in a minute but give me your initial thoughts when the pick came across the the Twitter or the ticker or the television however you consumed it uh, when Kyle Trask went to the Buccaneers with the 64th overall pick um, I was very happy.
1: I like the fit. I like him being in Tampa Bay initially all I heard was a bunch of Saints fans that I was on stream with just yelling at me <laughs> about how they were so happy he was there um, but I mean I, I like the pick I like the fit I think that they're even building for the future and for him to step in and honestly it's an ideal situation he's learning behind Tom Brady his flaws could be fixed with just I mean Tom Brady Byron Luftwitch, uh Bruce Arians you know his flaws could be fixed so it's not a huge concern for me I'm actually very excited that he landed up in Tampa.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, There's there's been a lot of... Uh, there's been some happy people, right? There have been a few happy people, I'll put it that way, and there have been a lot more... Less than less than excited fans for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers once Kyle Trask was the selection, and I don't know that it was necessarily just quarterback in general. I think it more had to do with Kyle Trask, but it was something that we tried to tell Buccaneers fans, right, and that we would kind of always tell Buccaneers fans every draft season is when these teams look to draft players, they're not they're not necessarily. I don't want to say they're ignoring their shortcomings because that's not really how to put it, but you know as well as I do, they're asking them what can this player do for our team for our roster today and in the future. Now. I think that's where some of this conflict comes in with the Buccaneers fan base is is the message all offseason from Jason Light uh, from Bruce Arians has really been about the focus on 2021, you know, not repeating because the way they look at it is that Super Bowl team no longer exists this is a new team getting this team ready for this run. And everybody looks at this. as Kyle Trask doesn't do anything to for that Super Bowl run unless Tom Brady gets injured, which if Tom Brady gets injured, like many NFL teams, if your starting quarterback goes down, a lot of you kind of start planning for, you know, what you're going to do during the offseason uh, in your January viewing. But, hey, I mean, Tom Brady himself was a product of a starting quarterback getting injured, right? So never say never. But that being said, nobody's expecting Kyle Trask to really contribute in 2021. Still, from a, from a scouting, from an evaluation standpoint, when you look at Kyle Trask as a quarterback, what you've seen at Florida, what you saw uh, during his collegiate career, what does Kyle Trask do that makes sense for the Buccaneers to have selected him?
1: I'll say that he doesn't have a cannon by any stretch. The majority of throws he'll be asked to make. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've seen Tom Brady's not a noodle arm kind of guy, but his arm's not what it used to be, but it's still capable. And that's what we're looking at here, that he'll be a solid quarterback option here Uh, I'm fully confident in him being able to develop right now he's probably not going to do a ton but if he has to step in and mop up duty or just a spot start I could see it happen I'm confident that he's going to develop a bit and he's capable of not tanking a team right now
0: yeah, and then I look at, you know, Kyle Trask and his production, right? So production doesn't always match, you know, physical traits and athletic ability. But looking at the production, right, three years playing quarterback for, for, uh, for the Florida Gators there, 68% completion rate, 7,386 yards, 69 touchdowns and 15 interceptions and eight rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, nobody's going to call him, you know, I don't think like the next Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes necessarily, but is there a little bit of athleticism there or is that kind of mostly on scheming? Where those eight rushing touchdowns come from?
1: Uh, a lot of it was scheme uh (laughs) florida does this thing where they like to go five wide often uh so they like to go five wide and if the defense matches and florida has numbers in the box then kyle trask will run qb draw qb power so something along those lines so a lot of it was scheme but i mean he's not immobile he's just not going to be a guy where defense is gonna be like all right watch him running with his legs but he's he's got enough where he can make a play here and there uh not super agile, so he's not <laughs> gonna be juking anybody out. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, he's capable of running the QB sneak, draw power every now and then. Um he, he's for lack of a better term, sneaky athletic, yeah. I guess
0: we could say. Um but yeah, he's he's not a runner, but he's capable of getting it done every now and then. That's a good way of putting it. I think that Buccaneers fans who remember watching Eli Manning have a rushing touchdown against the Buccaneers. Defense will appreciate and understand that that, uh, that sentiment uh, very, very well. He is Brandon Olson, host of the Locked on Gators podcast. I am David Harrison, your host today here at the Locked on Bucks podcast, and this episode brought to you by Nugenics. Hey, Buccaneers fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America to get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T. Text draft to 231231 this unique man boosting formula is powered by testofen which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increases energy and lean muscle mass plus text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenix Thermo their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free text draft to 231231 that's draft to 231231 message and data rates may apply today's episode also brought to you by 1010 a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today rings sure to bring joy into her life using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement mother's day or simply a beautiful conversation piece they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Back now for segment two here, the Locked On Bucks podcast, joined by Brandon Olson, the host of the Locked On Gators podcast. So, now let's talk about what he doesn't do, because this is where a lot of the complaints lie, right? You talk about uh, some people have some accuracy issues with him, some people have some arm strength issues with him. So, arm strength, you kind of already touched on it, right? But when we look at the NFL game, I mean, can he throw the football from the 30 yard line to the, to the opposite goal line from his knees? Probably not. Can he make a throw from the 40-yard line to the goal line in the Super Bowl while he's 45 degrees laying, you know, almost parallel to the to the turf like Patrick Mahomes did just this February? Probably not, but he can get the job done, right? What are some things you saw in Florida just kind of despite the arm strength that tells you that he can still be successful in the NFL and kind of cope with that deficiency with the right coaching and the right scheme?
1: Uh yeah, his honestly, his biggest issue has been his mechanics. His footwork is just very sloppy it's something that's got to get cleaned up but i feel like mechanics are something that when you're talking about someone who granted he's been playing quarterback for a couple years at college level he's someone who can still he's still fairly inexperienced he's still got room to grow there um if he could clean up those mechanics then i'm actually very uh hopeful for what he can be because his footwork's really messy. That's what causes some of his inaccuracies. Sarm arm is going to look significantly better because it's not just straight arm power that's coming out right now. Uh, so he's going to improve there, and I'm very confident there. And then talking about any mental deficiencies he may ha- have with reading defenses, locking in on targets, that's something that with an NFL coaching staff and in a more complex scheme is going to grow over time. He was in an offense where it wasn't one read, but there wasn't one read at all, but there were design plays where it's like, okay, like one of these guys are going to be open. One of these three guys are going to be open. So, I mean, he had to go through reads, but I think he's going to improve a lot once he's in an NFL offense and he gets to learn behind, like I mentioned, guys like Bruce Arians, Brian Lutovich, and, and uh, Tom Brady. So it's all stuff that's fixable. And that's what's very promising for me with Kyle Trask.
0: Yeah, so you have the talent right and you this the skill side again and i steal this from bucky brooks all the time he always talks about talent versus skill And you have a lot of players that come out that have a lot of talent uh, and then you have a lot of players that come out that don't always have the skill to go with that talent and hard work studying being coachable is are kind of some of those talents uh, that some players have that are a little bit underrated when you look at kyle trask look at the football field is there a route that you would kind of say that he can't necessarily throw again we're going to take the 70 yard fly route out of the equation because for one nobody's throw if you're throwing a 70 yard fly route you're either you've either got a quarterback just kind of taking a shot or you're in a very bad situation anyway so the the game isn't on your quarterback per se uh, at least not completely you know what I mean but when you look at, you know, the out routes, the ins, the timing, the posts, you know, all that, all that stuff, getting the screen out fast enough, you know, because that's the question with some quarterbacks, too, is, you know, screen seems really easy to you and me and guys playing Madden, but if you don't get that ball fast enough out and get it there fast enough, it, it's not such an easy thing to execute. Um, is there a throw on the field that you don't think that Kyle Trask can make or has the ability to learn and has the ability with the right tutelage and time to grow into his NFL body to make eventually once he steps on the field? Um, I mean, right
1: now, I probably wouldn't be having him throw deep outs to the far side of the field. That's something that he probably isn't going to do accurately or with velocity. But again, with mechanics, he could fix that. Uh, just deep passes to the wide side of the field are not something that's going to be his strength, really. Again, I'm not going to write him off from being able to make them. But I am going to say that right now, you'd be very unwise to ask him
0: to do that. Yeah, and those opposite side of the field out routes are nightmares for Buccaneers fans. Even with Tom Brady, like Tom, his very first interception as a Buccaneers quarterback, I'm uh, pretty sure was, I know it was an I'm pretty sure it was an opposite side of the field. Uh, you know, wide side of the field out route as well. Just, just stop throwing, just stop calling them in the National Football League. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, but looking at Kyle, so we talked about his rookie season, right? Again, you wouldn't put him on the field right now and put him in those situations. Ask him to throw the 70-yard bombs. You're not going to ask him to do a lot of things because he's a rookie, for one, uh, coming out of a system that isn't necessarily not pro style, but doesn't have all the pro, you know, the the layers that a pro style system is going to have. Let's talk three years from now, and I know it's hard to project, and, and we're we're talking a lot of you know perfect situations, but let's go ahead and give him the perfect situation. Tom Brady. Uh, Plays for two more years, so he's here till at least 2022. Bruce Arians and the coaching staff are around. Byron doesn't get poached for a head coaching job next year. Clyde Christensen doesn't get poached for for a promotion next year. Everything is and he's healthy, and Kyle stays healthy, right? Given those circumstances, which I know some of our listeners are rolling their eyes, saying, "Well, you know, if we all have perfect circumstances, but that's all we can really hope for, right?" So planning for the planning for the or hoping for the best, planning for the worst. What do you think Kyle Trask reasonably year three could be? Where could he rank uh, on the quarterback tiers as far as you're concerned from, you know, backup to quality starter to, I mean, the next Tom Brady?
1: I think in about three years, we could be talking about him as an average starting quarterback or a, a high level backup if you guys have someone that can, that's just better at that point. But I think right now saying an average quarterback in three years is about what we can expect there again like most of his issues are just mechanical once he fixes those he's going to be pretty much at his ceiling so in three years i could expect him kind of to be there uh so yeah i'd say an average quarterback is what i would put his ceiling at really and so three years assuming he doesn't have any starting uh experience he'd probably be below average to average
0: yeah absolutely And i think you know as a buccaneers fan you hear second-round draft pick, and you want kind of maybe a little bit above average as as the target. You know what I mean? And it'd be great to see him him possibly get there. Uh, but I think when you look at quarterbacks, you're kind of looking for that solid to maybe above average. Quarterback. I mean, Brad Johnson was the comp. You know what I mean? And Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but not really off of the arm talent of Brad Johnson. We all we all know that it was more off the talent of guys like uh, John Lynch, Warren Sapp, and Derek Brooks, and Ronde Barber, of course. Uh, so a lot of a lot of good things there. So only one Florida Gator lands with the Buccaneers. But they're going to see some other Florida Gators playing against the Buccaneers, most notably Kyle Pitts, right? A lot of people predicted it, fourth overall pick to the Atlanta Falcons. That's where he goes. The Falcons don't get their quarterback of the future. Instead, they give Matt Ryan some more weapons. Some people argue maybe they should have gone defense. You know what I mean? I don't think Tom Brady's going to be mad that they didn't go defense in the first round. But Kyle Pitts is the guy. We kind of already talked about him. Where do the Buccaneers really have to worry about Kyle Pitts when they face the Falcons twice now this year? And who on the defense? If you're Todd Bowles or if you get the ear of Todd Bowles and he says, hey, Brandon, who do I put on this guy to contain him because we probably can't stop him? Who is the guy on the Buccaneers defense that you're looking at?
1: I don't know if you have one, man. I'm going to be completely honest with you. He's a very (laughs) difficult player to defend. And, I mean, Florida head coach Dan Mullen put it best at the pro day. He's like, hey, uh, Kyle Pitts is a unicorn. And if you want to stop a unicorn – You need a unicorn. Uh, So honestly, I don't know if there's someone on the majority of NFL defenses that could stop with him, that could stop Kyle Pitts. Because, I mean, you could put someone, you can't put a linebacker on because he's going to be faster than him. Unless you want to try, I guess, Devin White maybe is athletic enough to stick with him. That's probably who I'd put. Uh, I like Antoine Winfield, but he's tiny compared to Kyle Pitts. He's just going to get bullied there. Uh, yeah. So it's very difficult, and if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm just hoping that the Falcons are still like, yeah, let's focus on Julio and Calvin. Let's keep getting to them and that they're not trying to force it to cup pits because
0: he's going to give defenses – or he's going to give, yeah, defenses nightmares. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what teams do and how the Falcons use them as well. Uh, as much as you hate to see him going up against a team that you cover, it's going to be entertaining to watch for sure. Uh, some other players, Kadarius Toney going to the Giants, the Bucks will see them. Sean Davis, defensive back, going to the Colts, they'll see them. And then undrafted, uh, Trevon Grimes, we actually talked about him uh, during our, your, last episode, your last appearance on the Locked On Bucks podcast, ends up with the Eagles. So the Buccaneers are going to see all of all four of those guys, including Kyle Pitts. Uh, which of those guys, obviously Kadarius Toney, right? Highest upside, probably highest chance to make an impact on his team but did Kadarius Tony out of those remaining guys land in the best possible situation for him given that they have Kenny Galladay they have Saquon Barkley maybe Evan Ingram you know comes back from from the dead uh you know there's there's still a lot of questions about Daniel Jones who has if, if I remember correctly from the stat I saw has more fumbles than he has starts in the National Football League which is just amazing um did Kadarius Tony land in the best spot for his talent his situation or is it one of those other guys
1: I'll tell you right now, this is it was mind blowing to me when Kadarius Tony ended up with the Giants because I I am a Giants fan. So, like, to see him there There was insane and awesome for me because, you know, one of those like favorite teams match up from college to the NFL. But, uh, yeah, I know that a lot of Giants fans are like, hey, Jason Garrett's not going to use him properly. That's not a concern for me. Jason Garrett has shown throughout his career that he's had guys like, Randall Cobb and Tavon Austin that he likes to get involved a little bit in the running game and in the passing game. I don't think that in the first year, Kadarius Tony is going to do a ton for the Giants, just because, like you mentioned, they've got Kenny Galladay there, they've got Darius Slayton there, they've got Sterling Shepard there, they've got Evan Ingram there, they've got Saquon Barkley there, and you can only put five guys on the field, so So, although I do think by the end of the year, we could see him replacing Sterling Shepard and just given Sterling Shepard's uh, injury history, it could be way before the end of the year, really, that we see Kadarius Tony on the yeah. field. Uh, I think right now it's like Kadarius Toney is a guy who he can play a little bit of slot, play a little bit of running back, play some special teams. I think he's going to just play all three on, the, on those parts. Uh, I do think Trayvon Grimes wound up in a fantastic situation for him. I get that that they drafted Mm -hmm. Jalen Rager in the first round last year. I get they drafted Devontae Smith in the first round this year. But receiver has been such a murky area for the Philadelphia Eagles for so long now. They drafted J.J. Ortega-Whiteside a little while ago, and he just has not panned out. Trayvon Grimes could be that kind of big-bodied red zone threat that he's got sneaky speed and he can catch up to you. And the fact that he went undrafted was just mind-boggling to me. Uh, I thought he was going to be a fifth-round pick, and I was very confident in that one. So the fact that he went undrafted was insane to me. You mentioned Sean Davis. For the first year or two, I wouldn't expect him to do much at all defensively. I'd expect him to mainly be a special teams contributor. Uh, That's one thing that Florida is very good at, is that our starters play special teams. So that's one great thing for them. And Sean Davis, I think right now, he's going to be a special teamer for the first year, maybe two, and then brought in as a, I don't know if we're going to be a full time starter but I can absolutely see him being a rotational guy and a long time
0: special teamer absolutely plenty of Florida Gator talent entering the National Football League this past weekend he's been Brandon Olson host of the Locked On Gators podcast and the founder of Whole9Sports on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon Brandon before you head out of here tell them uh, about Whole9Sports tell them what you got going over there because you know I love it and I love all those guys and then tell them what they can look forward to by checking out the Locked On Gators podcast yeah, um, with
1: whole nine sports, we just finished our live stream that we did for the draft. We were nineteen hours, which was absolutely insane. And I dread next year already, uh, but it was awesome. We had more, we had like a hundred times as many viewers as we had last year, so that was awesome. Uh, now it's time to start getting ready for this upcoming football season, and we're gonna go more. At least I'm going to try to get more scheme based here, and gonna go break down schemes and how these draft picks are gonna fit with their nfl teams and then on locked on gators actually starting next friday is when i'm shooting for but every friday i'm going to be doing a film friday where i'll be breaking down some film and scheme for the florida gators from last year maybe talk about how some of the prospects will translate to the nfl maybe talk about how some of the new guys stepping up like emory jones uh and xavier henderson can really step in and play early
0: this year outstanding i'll say i know that joshua gardner one of our loyal listeners also uh, an avid listener of locked on gators podcast i know true is another gators fan who listens to our show hopefully he's listening to you as well if he's not true uh get on it man listen to the locked on gators podcast brand is doing great stuff uh, so again that's been brandon Olson, brandon we appreciate your time and we'll talk again soon all right thank you all right guys once again that was brandon Olson, host of the locked on gators podcast founder over at Whole9Sports. Please check those guys out. They do a lot of good work year-round, Brandon, always someone that I look forward to talking to. Got to finally meet him in person this year in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. That was a great time meeting him, a bunch of his crew as well, down there in Mobile, Alabama. We're going to be back on the other side of this break to catch up with one more Bucks fan in the voicemail line, and we're going to do so thanks to our friends over at BetOnline.ag. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it's baseball, hockey, Basketball, UFC, MMA. When that comes up, horse racing is coming up again. Apparently, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode also brought to you by our buddies over at Built Bar with nine delicious flavors currently available and the occasional limited-time flavor. Whether you love coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, there's a little something-something for everyone. My favorite flavor out of that bunch, mint brownie, the OG. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. That's always a good present. Not only are Built Bars flavorful, but they're healthy, too. Again, nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get that mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, whatever you want. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 at BuiltBar.com for 15% off of the best-tasting protein bar on the market. 73 now here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. And like I said, we're going to start working through these voicemails that we got over the weekend. And we've got one right here queued up about our guy, Kyle Trask. But before we do that, we got to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Adam, out there in Cumming, Georgia. I hear through the grapevine, a grapevine named Ashley, that you are celebrating a four-year anniversary this week. Congratulations, Adam and Ashley, out there in Cumming, Georgia Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being a loyal listener and interacting with the show as well. We always enjoy hearing from you. So we hope you guys are enjoying that celebration this week. And now let's hear from one of our other listeners as they have some thoughts about Kyle Trask.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Colin. I uh, had a few quick thoughts about Kyle Trask. Um, really just wanted to say, those of you guys who are a little skeptical like I was, I would recommend watching two highlight games. Watch his games against Bama and watch the games against Georgia. Um, just a few things about it. The first thing is I really think his lack of arm strength is a little overblown. Just from what I've read, I was expecting like some Chad Pennington type stuff, but I think he's got more than enough arm. He's not Mahomes, he's not Allen, but he's got a good enough arm. And then the second thing is um, I think that the whole, okay, he can't create out a structure, it's a new NFL type of thing, gets overblown. And um, I do think the Bucks have drafted well. And just some food for thought. People thought the uh, Vita Vea pick was dated, that it wasn't worth a nose tackle that high. And people thought the Devin White pick was dated because it wasn't worth taking inside linebacker and stay's in the NFL. So I think the Bucks got a vision. They're doing their thing, and I'm just going to trust Jason Light. I right, have a good day, guys.
0: Colin, my man, the voice of reason, the voice of logic and patience. Absolutely, guys. Kyle Trask has enough arm to be successful in the National Football League. And as far as operating outside the, the realm of, of normal operations uh, during a play in the NFL, listen, the things that guys like Patrick Mahomes does are, you know, the things that he does are amazing. Don't get me wrong. Throwing the ball the way that he does, you know, lying per- perpendicular or parallel, rather, to the ground, I mean, it's insanity, right? But you're not going to find that in every draft class. And you can't sit there and say, well, we're never going to take a quarterback unless they do those kinds of things, all right? That's just not going to happen. So for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, taking a guy who has enough arm, he's got the, the work ethic, he's got the dedication, all right? I guarantee, I don't want to say I guarantee but I promise you, I would be willing to promise you that they probably checked in with John Beck, quarterback guru who Kyle Trask has been working with leading up to the NFL draft, talking about work ethic, talking about all those things, and John probably gave them rave reviews. So, again, it's, it's kind of a follow-the-light type of situation, right? I know that not everybody's comfortable with it, not everybody's happy with it, but, hey, if we get it our way, if everybody gets it their way, You're not going to see Kyle Trask touch the field outside of preseason until at least 2023. So I think we can all calm down right now with the today hate. Let's wait to see what happens tomorrow. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, it won't be the first time a draft pick missed. But, again, give the team credit. A lot of people wanted the Buccaneers to go after a quarterback of the future. Kyle Trask may not be the quarterback of the future, but he at least has enough talent that he looks like he could develop into a quarterback of the future, a la Brad Johnson. We'll see how it turns out. You heard from Colin there. You heard from Brandon Olson. We're, we're surely going to talk about this a little bit more in the future. I just had that feeling in my head, whether it's through a voicemail or through a report or through somebody else. I'm sure this conversation is going to come up again, but it's not going to come up anymore today because that's going to end today's episode for me, David Harrison, your host today here today on the Lockdown Bucks podcast on Twitter at harrison 82 Find my co-host James Arco at J Bucks. Find the show at Locked Bucks. Find everything that we are writing about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers over at BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation on Twitter at bucks_nation. underscore Nation. Or find us over five days a week at WTSP 10 Tampa Bay on their website there. And then they're tweeting out that content as well. Until we speak again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out about please be safe, be kind to one another. And thank you so much for joining me right here at Locked Bucks.